Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. A quiz of ice and fire. Hello and welcome to Radio Westeros. I'm Yoke Boy. And I'm Lady Guinevere. Welcome to our sixth quiz of Ice and Fire. These quizzes are bonus episodes, meaning there is no patron charge, just a quick and fun way for us to provide entertainment for you. And so a quick thank you to all our patrons, without whom there wouldn't be bonus episodes. So thanks to you guys for the support. Okay, so today the theme is dragons. And we've decided to stick to the information found in the five main books and leave out any from the auxiliary companion books. Yeah, so today's quiz will pose questions about dragons, the answers of which can be found within the five books of A Song of Ice and Fire. And so you can play along at home, alone or with others, and we think this is a great way to brush up on details you might have forgotten. Okay, so let's get started then. Grab your pens and pencils. We have 17 questions for you and we'll ask them one by one and then circle back and give you the answers at the end. If you follow us on any of our social media, you can always let us know how you did there. We like it when you guys shout out your scores to us on any of our outlets. Okay, so good luck and let's begin with the first question. Okay, question one. The first mention of dragons in the books is, unsurprisingly, in a Daenerys point of view. She thinks that a certain character is a dealer in spices, gemstones, dragon bone, and other less savory things. Who is this unscrupulous character who deals in dragon bone and other things? That's it. So a character early on from Danny's arc. And on to question number two. Which character had the three-headed dragon wrought in rubies on his breastplate, which was then smashed in, symbolising the demise of his great house? Okay, we expect most of you will get that one, but we've got to throw you a softball every now and then. Now, question three. Which character repeatedly talks of himself as the dragon early on in the books, claiming, among other things, that the dragon does not beg. Yeah, so who thinks he is the dragon early on? And on to question four. At Danny and Drogo's wedding, she is given three petrified dragon's eggs as a gift. 
Where, allegedly, are these eggs from? Okay, so where do those three eggs allegedly come from? Question five, again, has to do with Danny's wedding. At the wedding, Kotho gives her a dragon bone bow that is taller than she is. She later gives it to a blood rider when he becomes Ko. So, which Dothraki is it that ends up with Danny's dragon bone bow? Yeah, the dragon bone bow. Those are supposed to have magnificent range for firing those arrows. So, which of the blood riders was gifted it? And on to question six. When King Robert is talking irritably about the assassination of Daenerys, Ned recalls Robert used what term to describe dead Rhaenys and dead Aegon Targaryen instead of seeing them as babes? Okay, so what is the derogatory term that Robert uses for these dead babies? Now, question seven. At the end of A Game of Thrones, Danny achieves the impossible and births dragons in an instinctive magical ritual upon a funeral pyre. What does she see that she interprets as a sign to walk into the flames? Yeah, terrific scene towards the end of A Game of Thrones. So what does Danny see before she walks into the flames? And on to question eight. In A Clash of Kings... Which female character admits to having bad dreams of dragons coming to eat her? Okay, dragons coming to eat you, whatever you think that might mean. It definitely sounds like a nightmare to me. On to question nine. Targaryens seem particularly connected to and obsessed with dragons. We hear from John and via Old Nan about a Targaryen prince that wanted to transform into a dragon. For half a point each, name this prince and how he died. Yes, so he sounds a bit deranged, this guy. Half a point for saying who he is and half a point for saying how he died. And on to question number 10. The Targaryens conquered Westeros with three siblings on three dragons on their front line. Tyrion recalls standing between the jaws of these three legendary dragons in the cellars of the Red Keep. We want to know the names of these three dragons that changed Westeros forever, and we need all three names for the point. Okay, so from the three dragons of the conquest, question 11 moves on to the three dragons in the main story. Daenerys also has three dragons who could yet better the invasive feats of Aegon, his sisters, and their dragons. But which of Danny's dragons is described as having green features with bronze eyes? Yeah, green features with bronze eyes. Do you know Danny's dragons, one from the next? And so on to question 12. The word Dracaris is High Valyrian for dragonfire. Slave Master Krasnus finds this out for himself the first time Danny uses the word for an attack when he gets an eye-melting faceful of which dragon's Dracaris. Okay, so which dragon was it who melted Krasnus' eyes, among other things? Question 13. 
In A Dance with Dragons, an adventurous Dornishman tries to dominate which dragon in Marine. He wakes it up, calls, and then shouts its name, brandishes a whip, spending some time trying to take charge of this dragon. The story has an unhappy ending. But which dragon is it that Quentin Martell spent his time trying to master? Yes, yeah, so Quentin makes a very bad choice there. So which dragon did he spend his time annoying? And number 14. In A Dance with Dragons, we get the increasing sense that Tyrion's knowledge of dragon lore is going to come in very handy in the future plot. On one occasion, Halden Halfmaester quizzes him about the legendary Serwin of the Mirror Shield, who slew a dragon. What was the name of the dragon in this tale? Yeah, what was the name of this dragon, who is the only non-Targaryen dragon mentioned by name in the five books? Now, question 15. The following quote is all about dragons. We want to know who said these words. I see them in my dreams. I see a red star bleeding in the sky. I still remember red. I see their shadows on the snow, hear the crack of leathern wings, feel their hot breath. My brothers dreamed of dragons too, and the dreams killed them, every one. We tremble on the cusp of half-remembered prophecies of wonders and terrors that no man, now living, could hope to comprehend. Yes, someone sounds like they've been having dragon dreams. So who was it? On to question number 16. Apparently hidden beneath the citadel is a very rare book about dragons. It's a fragmentary, anonymous, blood-soaked tome, sometimes called Blood and Fire, that spurred many fan theories. What we want to know is by what other name does this book often go by? Okay, so the other name for a book sometimes colloquially called Blood and Fire. And now, question 17, our last question. In A Dance with Dragons, John recalls one of Old Nan's tales that included a dragon with cold breath. What is the name given to this mythical creature, which also shares its name with a Westerosi constellation? And that was our 17 questions for this quiz. We'll be back right after this with the answers. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Okay, welcome back. 
And so we asked you 17 dragon-related questions from A Song of Ice and Fire. Here's the answers. Number one. This was a question about someone who deals in dragon bone and other unsavoury things. And the answer was none other than Magister Illyrio. Yeah, Illyrio Mampatis, in one of our first descriptions of him, in a Danny point of view, it says, Magister Illyrio was a dealer in spices, gemstones, dragon bone, and other less savory things. He had friends in all of the nine cities, it was said, and even beyond, in Vaes Dothrak and the fabled lands beside the Jade Sea. It was also said that he'd never had a friend he wouldn't cheerfully sell for the right price. So, fabulous character. Magister Lirio. And question two had to do with the person who wore a three-headed dragon wrought in rubies on his breastplate, which was then smashed in, symbolizing the demise of his once great house. The answer, of course, is none other than Rhaegar Targaryen. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure most of you will have got that one. Prince Rhaegar They had come together at the ford of the trident while the battle crashed around them. Robert with his warhammer and his great antlered helm, the Targaryen prince armoured all in black. On his breastplate was the three-headed dragon of his house, wrought all in rubies that flashed like fire in the sunlight. The waters of the trident ran red around the hooves of their destriers as they circled and clashed again and again, until at last a crushing blow from Robert's hammer stove in the dragon and the chest beneath it. So, a literal blow to the heart of the last dragon. On to question three. We asked which character repeatedly talks of himself as the dragon. He's a very arrogant and boastful character. You've got it. The answer is Viserys Targaryen. Yeah, Viserys Targaryen refers to himself as the dragon, notably uh, early on when he's getting some probably very good advice from Jorah Mormont, who counsels him to be patient, saying, The Dothraki are true to their word, but they do things in their own time. A lesser man may beg a favor from the Kal, but must never presume to berate him. And this doesn't go over very well with Viserys, who says, Guard your tongue, Mormont, or I'll have it out. I am no lesser man. I am the rightful lord of the seven kingdoms. The dragon does not beg. <laughs> Poor Viserys, famous last words. <laughs> Question four had to do with Danny's three petrified dragon's eggs that she received from Magister Illyrio as a gift at her wedding. Where, allegedly, did these eggs come from? The answer is from the Shadowlands Beyond a Shy. Yeah, the Shadowlands from Beyond a Shy. Because we're in a kind mood, we will accept a shy because I know a lot of you will have got that. That's close enough. And let's look at a quote from the text. One egg was a deep green with burnished bronze flecks that came and went depending on how Danny turned it. Another was pale cream streaked with gold. The last was black, as black as midnight sea, yet alive with scarlet ripples and swirls. What are they? she asked, her voice hushed and full of wonder. Dragon's eggs, from the shadow lands beyond a shy, said Magister Illyrio. 
The eons have turned them to stone, yet still they burn bright with beauty. Here, question number five. This is about another of Danny's wedding gifts. This is the dragon bone bow that's taller than she is. We wanted to know which of her blood riders does she give the dragon bone bow to? And the answer is Ago. Yeah, it's Ago. Here's a quote from Game of Thrones. Ago, to you I give the dragon bone bow that was my bride gift. It was double curved, shiny black, and exquisite, taller than she was. I name you Ko and ask your oath that you should live and die as blood of my blood, riding at my side to keep me safe from harm. And we want to note that he initially refuses because Danny is a woman, but he does become Ko and take the bow after her dragons are born. Now, question six had to do with King Robert Baratheon and what was that derogatory term that he used to describe Rhaenys and Aegon Targaryen. Instead of seeing them as babes, he called them Dragonspawn. Yes, you can hear him shout that, can't you? Dragonspawn! Here's the quote. Robert's hatred of Targaryens was a madness in him. He remembered the angry words they had exchanged when Tywin Lannister had presented Robert with the corpses of Rhaegar's wife and children as a token of fealty. Ned had named that murder. Robert called it war. When he had protested that the young prince and princess were no more than babes, his new-made king had replied, I see no babes. Only Dragonspawn. And in A Game of Thrones, Robert goes on to use the term to describe Daenerys, Viserys and any future children. So I think it's clear to see why Ned would go to such great lengths to hide Jon's identity. And on to question seven. What was it that Danny saw that gave her the final bit of inspiration to walk out into those flames at the funeral pyre? And the answer is the comet. Yeah, she sees the comet and she thinks it looks like a red dragon tail. Here's a quote. Choco spied it first. There, he said in a hushed voice. Danny looked and saw it, low in the east. The first star was a comet, burning red, blood red. Fire red, the dragon's tail. She could not have asked for a stronger sign. Okay, and then question eight had to do with a female character who had bad dreams about dragons coming to eat her. And, of course, that was young Shireen Baratheon. Yeah, and here's Shireen telling Maester Crescent of her nightmares inspired by those stone dragon statues at Dragonstone. I had bad dreams, Shireen told him, about the dragons. They were coming to eat me. The child had been plagued by nightmares as far back as Maester Crescent could recall. We have talked of this before, he said gently. The dragons cannot come to life. They are carved of stone, child. Okay, so bad dreams from Shireen there. And on to question nine. This one was about the Targaryen prince who wanted to transform into a dragon. And we said half a point for his name and half a point for how he died. And the answer is 
Aerion the Monstrous, Stroke, Aerion, Bright Flame. So either of those for half. And he died when he drank wildfire. That's right, we hear about this in a John chapter. Aerion the Monstrous, John knew that name. The prince who thought he was a dragon was one of old Nan's more gruesome tales. His little brother Bran had loved it. The very one, though he named himself Arion Brightflame. One night, in his cups, he drank a jar of wildfire after telling his friends it would transform him into a dragon. But the gods were kind, and it transformed him into a corpse. Now, if you remember your stories about Arion Brightflame, the gods were kind to Westeros on that occasion. On to question 10. We wanted to know the names of the three dragons that came over with the three Targaryen siblings during the conquest. We wanted all the names for the full point, and they were Beleriand, Meraxes, and Vagar. Yeah, here's a quote. Beleriand, Meraxes, Vagar, Tyrion had stood between their gaping jaws, wordless and awed. You could have ridden a horse down Vagar's gullet, although you would not have ridden it out again. Meraxis was even bigger, and the greatest of them, Beleriand, the Black Dread, could have swallowed an Aurochs hole, or even one of the hairy mammoths said to roam the cold wastes beyond the port of Eben. So with those three dragons, it's no wonder that the conquest was so successful. And on to question 11. This one asked, which of Danny's dragons is described as having green features with bronze eyes? And the answer is Rhaegal. Yeah, Danny's three dragons called Drogon, Viserion, and Rhaegal. And it's the latter who has the green and bronze color scheme hatching from one of Valerio's eggs that had similar coloring on the outside. And Rhaegal, incidentally, is named after Danny's older brother, Rhaegar. Now, question 12 had to do with the slave master, Krasnys, getting his face and eyes and a lot of other things melted by a face full of dragon fire. Which dragon was it that responded to Danny's command, Dracarys? It was Drogon. Yep, Drogon, the face melter. Imagine how hot his breath must be. Here's the quote. There is a reason. A dragon is no slave. And Danny swept the lash down as hard as she could across the slaver's face. Krasnus screamed and staggered back, the blood running red down his cheeks into his perfumed beard. The harpy's fingers had torn his features half to pieces with one slash, but she did not pause to contemplate the ruin. Drogon, she sang out loudly, sweetly, all her fear forgotten. Dracarys. The black dragon spread his wings and roared. A lance of swirling dark flame took Krasnus full in the face. His eyes melted and ran down his cheeks, and the oil in his hair and beard burst so fiercely into fire that for an instant the slaver wore a burning crown twice as tall as his head. Okay, so Krasnus made a big mistake with his burning crown there. And speaking of someone that made a big mistake, on to question 13, which asked, 
which of Danny's dragons did Quentin Martel spend some time trying to master, but in fact he was provoking? And the answer is Viserion. Yeah, it's Viserion that Quentin was trying to make some sort of connection with. Here's a quote. Quentin let his whip uncoil. Viserion, he called, louder this time. He could do this. He would do this. His father had sent him to the far ends of the earth for this. He would not fail him. Viserion! He snapped the whip in the air with a crack that echoed off the blackened walls. And it goes on from there. Quentin trying badly to tame Viserion. And we want to note that it's actually Rhaegal who surprises Quentin from behind, bathing him in dragon fire and putting an end to his dreams of being a dragon tamer. Question number 14 had to do with Serwin of the Mirror Shield slaying a dragon. What was the name of the dragon killed by Serwin? The answer was Eurax. Yeah, Eurax, and we'll be talking more about Serwin of the Mirror Shield and Eurax in our upcoming Legends of the South episode, which I hope you're all looking forward to. And on to question number 15, which was a passage about somebody dreaming of dragons, feeling their hot breath, talking about their brothers having these dragon dreams too, and the dreams actually killing all of his brothers. And the character having these dreams was Maester Aemon. Yeah, that's right. Maester Aemon actually making an oblique reference there to Arion Brightflame from Question 9, who was one of his brothers, definitely killed by his dreams of becoming a dragon. And on to Question 16. This had to do with a very rare book about dragons that is allegedly hidden beneath the citadel. Sometimes called Blood and Fire, it actually has another name that it is known as the Death of Dragons. Yeah, the Death of Dragons. There's a lot of fan theories that talk about Jack and Hagar infiltrating the citadel in order to get hold of this book. And Here's a little quote from the text. And of course, there was even less chance of his coming on the fragmentary, anonymous, blood-soaked tome, sometimes called Blood and Fire, and sometimes The Death of Dragons, the only surviving copy of which was supposedly hidden away in a locked vault beneath the citadel. Okay, so being that scarce and protected, no wonder it's at the centre of some conspiracy theories. And on to the last question, number 17, where we asked, what is the name given to the mythical creature of Old Nan's Tales, which also shares its name with a Westerosi constellation, and of course it's dragon-related? And the answer is the Ice Dragon. Yeah, that's right. The ice dragon. In this case, it is used as a simile to describe the cold. The snowfall was light today, a thin scattering of flakes dancing in the air, but the wind was blowing from the east along the wall, cold as the breath of the ice dragon in the tales old Nan used to tell. 
And I'm sure you know many fans believe that we will see an ice dragon in the story one day. And if you have not read George's story, The Ice Dragon, I highly recommend it. It is not related directly to A Song of Ice and Fire. It's one of George's earlier short stories, but if you read it, you will see some influences for much of his later work. And I do recommend that you read the full version that can be found in the collection Dream Songs. Okay, so we really hope that you had fun today. Remember to shout us out your scores so we see how you've done, see that we've got the kind of difficulty level right and that you're all having fun with these quizzes. And we'll be back with another serious episode very soon. Okay, so thanks for playing and we hope you had fun. Cheers. 